FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Hey everybody, this is Faux Mondays, the snackable companion show to FOMO Sapiens, which of course will be back on Thursday with a full episode. But until then, happy Faux Monday, best day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and of course, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now on Thursday, I will be joined by Mindy Weinstein, who is going to be talking about the power of scarcity. And I love that because scarcity is just, it's a motivator. And so if you know how to use scarcity, you can move mountains, you can you can do a million things. But at the same time, scarcity can be really nasty. It can be gnarly. And I think about this conversation I had when I first heard the term scarcity mindset. I had never heard that term, believe it or not. And I was, this was like, it was the beginning of the pandemic. We're talking 2020, kind of like April timeframe. And somebody had introduced me to somebody who wanted to chat about, I guess, FOMO or something. This happens sometimes. And she was a graduate of the Wharton School and she was a, prof- a coach, sort of professional coach. And we're chatting and just like this, then that about life and what she did and what I was doing. And at some point or another, she started coaching me in a sense. And she was like, well, what do you like about what you do? What don't you like? And I was sort of complaining about some things that I didn't like about sort of the, you know, in the, in the line of business I'm in, it's, it's hard sometimes to predict what's coming down the pike, right? When you're an entrepreneur, when you work for yourself, you can't project five years forward like you can when you work in a corporation, or at least you think you can, maybe you can't. And so I was talking about that and she said, well, you know, you really want to be careful that you don't get into a scarcity mindset. And I said, well, what is that? I've never heard of this term before. And she explained to me that a scarcity mindset, the way I understand it, it's the idea that you sort of start to fear that you're going to lose what you have and that you always have to protect what you have. And as a result, it's really hard to build new things. And so I was like, you know, wow. And and I looked up, by the way, just because as much as that's my definition, I want to make sure we give you the proper definition. Here's what I got for you. A scarcity mindset is a belief system that focuses on limitations, lack and insufficiency. It is characterized by fear of not having enough resources, time, money, or opportunities to succeed and can lead to feelings of anxiety, stress, and insecurity. I mean, we've all had that feeling, right? And so I was thinking about that. And, you know, having grown up in a very sort of middle-class family where we counted our pennies, I think there is some value to just being careful. Like I was never that guy who would go out and spend my whole bonus on silliness. But at the same time, you do need to invest to grow and a scarcity mindset can hold you back. And so as I thought about that, actually, I was thinking when she told me this, I was like, you know, I'm staying in this, I was living in this apartment that was an incredibly good deal. And I was like, you know, just because it was easy. And also I was just like, well, I kind of know what it is. And, but I didn't like the place anymore and I wanted something nicer. And because of that conversation, I moved into something better because I thought, you know, it's time to, first of all, there's no, it's small and I was in the middle of pandemic. But I thought to myself, I need to invest in me. I need to have a space to do my podcast. I need a place to do this, that, and the other. And so it was a great decision. So I thank you for that, that advice. But 
it did remind me that this is something I'm prone to do. And it is definitely kind of wired into my DNA. And I'm sure many of you understand that as well. And I have certain friends that don't, they don't have that issue. And I'm amazed that they just, I mean, sometimes it's a little reckless, but there is something important about being comfortable investing to grow. And so having a scarcity mindset can be very limiting on your life, on your success and all that other stuff. And so what we're gonna talk about today, what I wanna talk about with you guys right after the break is seven ways to avoid a scarcity mindset. We'll be right back after this break. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, we're talking about scarcity mindsets today. Oof. So number one is, and this is this is probably the hardest one of the seven. So it's nice to start with the hard one. Try to figure out what is driving this feeling, right? So for me, as I just said, I was staying in this apartment. I had a really insane deal, but I wasn't happy there anymore. I was ready for something new. And as I sort of talked about this with her, I realized that I because I had some uncertainty, I was always like, well, I don't really know how much I should spend, right? And that is fair. Like life is gonna throw you curveballs, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do anything at all. And so being stuck in that way, thinking back and, and to what is driving that is super important. And so as you have a feeling of scarcity, when you start to worry about not having enough, try to dig into why that is. And you may actually wanna talk with somebody else, get some advice, you know, kind of talk it through with a friend, but just try to understand like, why is it that I don't wanna do this thing. And there could be a bunch of different things. It could be risk-taking, it could be starting something new, it could be doing some sort of trip, it could be investing in yourself, taking a class, like all kinds of stuff, and training class, right? Say you, there's a training class and it's a couple thousand dollars and you're like, well, 
what will be my payback on that? Like, how quickly will I pay back on that? Because, you know, I don't want to just, you know, I could use that money for other things. That's the kind of stuff you want to think about. Okay, why why are those other things more important? Why am I worried about not getting a payback on this? Like, am I really committed to wanting to do this? Or am I just, you know, I'm like anybody else. I don't want to waste money or I don't want to spend money I don't have to spend. So thinking about what's driving it and maybe talking about that with somebody is going to be very important. So that's number one. Number two, reframe those thoughts. I This is a really good one. And I, I, I actively try to do this because I know I am prone to the scarcity reframe, reframe instead of what you don't have, think about what you do have. And I see this all the time with people who are coming out of schools, looking for a job or people who are career switchers. You're so focused on the fact that you're not happy or that other people are more successful that you don't focus on all the great things you can offer to the world, right? It's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been rejected from six jobs. Well, that may be true. It's a competitive world out there. But think about the skills you have and focus on those and lead with those. Nobody wants to hear, especially in a job interview, what's not great about you. They want to hear what's great about you. So really lead from there. Number three, take action. Okay, so here we go. Once you've identified what's going on and then you also reframe it, focus on that thing that is going to help you to fill the gap, right? So, oh, you know, I have a scarcity mindset because I, you know, I'm in a job that's unstable. Well, okay, reframe that. I have all these skills and I'd like to apply them in a certain direction. Well, then take action to do that thing, right? It's going to be so powerful. And you may learn, by the way, I mean, you know, the thing about action is learning at the same time. You may learn that the thing you thought was a solution isn't helpful. More information is power. Or you might find out that taking action gets you exactly where you need to be. So you got to take action. And it's great. Just the worst thing is just sitting around dreading failure. Anything is better than that. So action is always better. Number four, this one is a little woo-woo, but I'm okay with it. Surround yourself with positivity. Now, this is the thing. We all have that friend, and it's usually a lawyer or an accountant. I'm sorry, lawyers and accountants, but you know who you are. That their training makes them risk mitigators. It's about spotting the potential failure and making sure it doesn't happen. There is super, super value to that, and we need people like that in our circle. But we also need people who are just really darn positive that say, you know what? It's a great idea. I think you should do this. How can I help you? So you want to balance that out, have people around you who are just going to be positive and supportive. And if you're surrounded by negative Nancy's all the time or negative Ned's, we don't want to just make it female. That's not nice. Then you got to find people who can bring some positivity into the circle and help you to take action, right? Because it's so hard to take action when people are talking you down. Number five, focus on growth. So this is about goal setting. We talked about taking action. At the same time as you do that, think about some goals you can set. A limited number of goals, things that are achievable, ambitious, but achievable, and then execute toward those goals. So it might be, for example, I want to work on a business plan for this idea I have for a side project, a 10%. And by the end of the month, I'm gonna have researched the products and tested them. You know, specific milestones, obviously. Always a specific milestone. But think about that growth. Think about supporting that with goals and think about how that can then support the actions that you're taking. Number six, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. One thing that I notice when I'm tired, 
when I'm stressed, when I'm not working out, when I'm not meditating, I just get a little cranky. I know you're like, Patrick gets cranky. Yes, I definitely do. And so I have to make time in my schedule for those kinds of things to make sure that I am not cranky because cranky Patrick, not going to get much done and certainly not going to overcome a scarcity mindset. And so those kinds of things, it's daily practices. Uh, it doesn't have to be huge. Like if I'm in a really lousy mood one day, I might take a nap. I might meditate, go to a yoga class, go cycling, whatever. The things that I like to do, I'm sure you have things that you like to do, but just take a little time away. A small investment in your mental and physical health can have massive, massive payback in terms of just like how you deal with the world around you. And finally, seven. And this is what I learned from the old Jay Shetty conversation that we had, I think it was three, four seasons back now. Jay Shetty, who is now just everywhere, he's on this love tour, the guy's blowing up, doing very well. But he talked about in his book, Think Like a Monk, uh, practicing gratitude in your meditation, which at the time I was like, what is this? This is so, this is so frou-frou. But I tried it. And basically what you do is every day, maybe you're meditating or maybe you get up in the morning, you just think of three things you're thankful for. And so therefore you start your day with your cup filled with gratitude. Like it's not an empty cup because you realize the good things you have and you're in a better position to sort of navigate the world. All right, those are my seven ways to avoid a scarcity mindset. As a recap, figure out what's driving the mindset to Reframe your thoughts. Three, take action. Four, find positive people to surround yourself with. Five, be focused on growth. Six, take care of yourself. And seven, be grateful. All right, those are my approaches. If you have your own ideas, thoughts, or even you know a criticism, it's okay to be constructively critical, not negative. Write me. You can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on email at letsconnect at patrickmcginnis.com. All right, I will see you on Thursday for my conversation with Mindy. But until then, take care of yourselves, FOMO sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 